In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. When we look in on Jacob in this morning's first lesson from Hebrew scripture, we see a man in crisis. And in some sense, this is nothing new. For indeed, Jacob's whole life has been defined by struggle. Even before he was born, we are told that Jacob struggled with his twin brother Esau in their mother Rebekah's womb. And when Rebekah wondered aloud if she could live like this, God told her that two nations divided will be born to her, but that the elder would serve the younger. When it was time for Rebekah to give birth, Esau was born first. But Jacob emerged grasping Esau's heel. And it's fair to say that the brothers never really got along. Esau was a skilled hunter, but, but Jacob was quiet and he preferred staying in the tents. Esau was their father Isaac's favorite son, but Jacob was their mother's favorite son. And once, when Jacob was in his tent cooking, Esau came in famished. Esau asked Jacob for some food, and, and Jacob said that he would give him some food, but only if Esau sold Jacob his birthright, which was due the eldest son. Esau foolishly agreed, thus giving Jacob the right of leadership in the family and double the, the share of inheritance all for some bread and a bowl of lentil stew. Later, Jacob went so far as to steal the blessing intended for Esau from their father. And to do this, Jacob actually pretended to be Esau, tricking the blind and enfeebled Isaac. And as a result, Jacob had to run for it. He had to flee from home in fear of his brother. For Esau had vowed to kill Jacob and threatened over and over to do so. On the night when Jacob fled, Jacob stopped briefly to rest. And he used a, he used a rock as a pillow so that he could sleep. And as he slept, Jacob dreamed of angelic beings ascending and descending a ladder. And then God appeared and reaffirmed the covenantal promises that God had made with Jacob's grandfather and father, Abraham and Isaac. God promised Jacob protection, blessing, offspring, and an eventual return home to Canaan. Jacob's encounter with God left him feeling whole and hopeful, and Jacob committed himself to God and God's promise. And then years passed, and during that time, Jacob got married twice to sisters, Leah and Rachel. He has 11 sons, and he became rich. He accumulated a ton of livestock. 
He was a man truly blessed. But nevertheless, Jacob's life is still marked by struggle, only now the struggle is with his father-in-law, Laban. For his part, Laban has constantly tried to trick and steal from Jacob, while Jacob has become wealthy seemingly at his father-in-law's expense. And there comes a time when Jacob decides that enough is enough. And so Jacob packs up his family, and he gathers up his livestock, he gathers up his workers, and he flees from his father-in-law, trying to return to the land of his birth. But Laban is upset, and so Laban follows. And there is, when Laban finally catches up with Jacob, there is conflict and arguing. And eventually, though, there is an uneasy truce that is struck between the two men, if only because Laban was warned by God to let Jacob go. But having come out of this one sticky spot, Jacob begins to walk straight into another. For by running from Laban, Jacob is running toward his brother Esau. And Jacob decides that he's going to try to appease Esau and assuage Esau's anger after all these years. And so Jacob sends gifts of livestock ahead of him to, to give to Esau. And Jacob also divides his livestock and his workers into smaller and smaller groups with the hopes of, of lessening potential losses. But it appears that for all these plans, it might not help. For Jacob learns that Esau is riding towards him with a party of 400 men, more than enough to kill Jacob and wipe out his entire family. In his fear, Jacob prays to God, pleading with God to deliver him. It is in this in-between place by the river in the dark of night that we find Jacob today. All that, that Jacob has, all that he has acquired and built, all that he has become seems threatened. Jacob's whole life is now at risk. And Jacob sitting there alone, having, having sent his family away, is alone with nothing but his fear and his anxiety. It all appears quite hopeless. Behind Jacob is his father-in-law, who wishes him ill, who let Jacob go by the skin of his teeth. And in front of Jacob is his brother Esau, who has sworn to kill Jacob and desperately wants him dead. In the darkness, in that darkness, in that in-between place, a stranger comes to Jacob. When Jacob encountered God before, the event was awesome and majestic. It was clear and straightforward. God, I mean, Jacob saw the angelic beings and heard God's voice. God spoke to Jacob. 
That, that encounter was marked by clear blessing and promise filled with a sense of assurance. When Jacob fled from his brother, brother in the past, the whole world seemed to open up to him and God's favor seemed clear. But now, here in the dark of night by the riverside, as his brother finally seems to be catching up to Jacob, the world seems to close around him. Before, the vision was awesome and clear, and now, God seems to come, if God is there at all, in mystery and in darkness. Jacob and the stranger meet his adversaries in conflict, wrestling. They wrestle all that dark night long, and neither seems to get the upper hand. But who is this figure? First, the wrestler is identified as a man, then perhaps we might believe some sort of night spirit of folklore who must flee before the sun rises. And then when the fight is all said and done in the light of the morning, Jacob suggests that the adversary might have been God. But who is this figure who wrestles with Jacob to a standstill? Who is this figure who touches Jacob's hip and, and puts it out of joint? Who is this figure who must ask Jacob his name? Who is this one who gives Jacob a new name, Israel, which means he strives with God? The nature of this adversary is puzzling and elusive and mysterious. But the fight, the fight is concrete. The struggle, the struggle is real. And so too is the wound that Jacob receives. He will never quite walk the same again. The wound is real, but then so too is the blessing that Jacob wins. Jacob emerges in the morning transformed, forever wounded, bearing a new limp, but also blessed with a new name and in some sense a new identity. His struggle, his refusal to succumb to his opponent has meant new life for Jacob. He is now ready to face this new day and to meet his brother, come what may. There are times when God comes to us in moments that are transcendent and awesome, right? Moments that suggest wholeness and union and transcendence, moments where we can feel God's blessing and know God's favor. Moments of joy, moments of gratitude, moments of hope and promise. 
But Jacob's struggle in the dark of night also shows us that, that God is not absent from those moments of our lives marked by anguish and heartbreak. God can be met and encountered and discovered in the adversary of our pain and our confusion and our dismay. God is there in the moments where we seem trapped, where, where in every direction we turn, there seems to be only hostility. Jacob's struggle in the dark night is often what faith looks like. It is in the dark of night that Jacob gazed upon God face to face, and yet his life was preserved. For indeed, God is there in that dark night. God is there in moments of loss and uncertainty. God is there in the, the fear and ignorance and hatred of our lives. God is there with the promise of a new day, with the promise of blessing, with the promise of transformation for the one who strives, for the one who perseveres. Jacob could not imagine in the midst of that dark night the reconciliation that was coming with his brother. I encourage you to pick up your Bibles and to check in where this passage from this morning leaves off. For indeed, what's coming with Esau is a moment of pure grace. Old enmity is laid aside. Esau forgives, and new possibilities emerge. The new day that emerges was completely beyond Jacob's wildest hopes. He could have never imagined the blessing that was coming when he was in the midst of that dark night. The brightness of the new day, it seemed impossible in the midst of that dark night. And yet, and yet that new day does emerge. That transformation does happen. God heals, God blesses though the marks of that struggle always remain. Amen.